Why? Why? Because after what I've heard you say about it. Really? And is this going to be the first one where we fight? Where yeah. we argue over one of these? It is. It is. <laughs> this one a little bit made me angry even. First of all, we can still definitively say that Mission Impossible 1 and 2 are at the bottom. Easy. Okay. Easy. So let's get that out of the way. Easy. So this is what the meat of the podcast is about, is Mission Impossible's 3 Wait, through 6. It. Welcome to the Thank 500 you. Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro, sitting to my left within arm's reach. Oh my God, he just put his arm on my shoulder. So that we can, pun- giving we a can little massage. punch each other. Yep. I'm giving just you so we're right in punching distance. A little massage is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector. How are you doing? I'm doing good, except... Except what? I'm you having, heard about I'm, the contention I'm, that's about to happen? I'm like gearing myself up. To fight? Getting ready to hear. I don't want this to be. Getting ready to hear opinions. I don't want this to be one of those things. Getting ready to be open-minded, but also prepping myself to be like, what? Okay, Hector, how are you? How are you going to back up your shit? Going to agree. How are you going to back up your shit? Exactly. On everything that I say. On a lot. On everything that I say. I think. I think the main point. We have already mind melded. I know we have. We are both. uh, Our minds as one. Yeah. We have, and I feel like the main point of contention that I cannot wait to get into, which is killed the fear in our mind. yeah, exactly. It's the mind killer. Uh, and probably the reason I might not tag the director of this film in there true, <laughs> true, true. is because I feel like we're going to talk a lot about the relationship between two characters. Yeah. But. In the overall script. In the overall script. Okay. So we can we can talk about it because there is a lot to talk about. So we are now part five of six in our Mission Impossible series. And also, series. we had a conversation before. Man, I've what? got so many thoughts. Good. You said this is the Spectre. I'd say... I agree with myself. I would agree with that statement that oh, yeah, I made. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's not Skyfall. <laughs> it's the Spectre. It's the Spectre. But Which I isn't think, good. I don't like Spectre. But I think that this does Spectre better than Spectre. It does do Spectre better what than Spectre. What year did Spectre come out? Spectre came out after this for sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. But as I'm looking this up... There, because we're like we're our our our, oh, yeah, our imaginations our, our imaginations are, are racing, racing with uh, um, possibilities possibilities and and how much room we have. Twenty fifteen, they're both the same year. That's Damn. a little crazy. I think this that might one, also be. Whoa, that's wild. This one was November six, and Fallout came out August. Um. No. 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 Hang on. No, no, no. July. July of... They were filming in August the year before. Hector, so. we saw this movie together. This yeah. is the first Mission Impossible we saw together in theaters. Did we really? I we had so. to have. We had to have. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. And wow. we also had Thank a you. great experience when we went to go see Fallout. You we can't talk you, about that. Because you came Shut with up. us, right? Shut up. You, we were all there for I that screening. I think so. Naeem had never seen a Mission Impossible. Or I, I think I was there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But otherwise, I do remember sweating so much <laughs> the entire well, time I saw we're gonna, movie. We're going to save that for part six. So this is part five of our series. We're almost done. And after this, we haven't quite definitively said what we're going to tackle, but I think we know what we're going to tackle, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, a, guys, a go certain, back to the tweet. A certain director's filmography. If you look back. Which is very exciting. But Keller. Yeah. Dust off that British dusty motherfucker. He dusts himself. Did you know that? He does. Every single time he'll dust himself. He comes. He has prepped. a feather duster just hanging neck. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. He stands in the corner uh, around his and neck just on a hook next to him <laughs> is a feather duster. It's like just, Mjolnir. He just pops it off of there. Uh huh. I can't lift it. Mm-hmm. Only he can lift a feather duster. Only the you most think. British of Britishes exactly mm-hmm. can lift it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only the Queen's own. The Queen can. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that might be it. That's it. Anthony Hopkins could if he wanted to, uh-huh. but he won't. Sir Patrick Stewart. He anybody anybody that's been knighted. Anybody that's been knighted <laughs> might be able to. Uh-huh. There's some questionable knights out there uh-huh. now. And also, Meghan Markle can lift it. Yeah, but Prince Harry can't. Right. Because mm-hmm. she married into it, and she usurped the power. Yep. Like she, she raw. She lives in the valley with us. Yeah. <laughs> we live in the valley with royalty. With the royalty, because we're royalty, baby. Hell yeah, brother. Down with the royal family. We're down. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, not a fan. <laughs> okay, not so fan. dust that guy Wait, off and were Keller. were you watching the, uh, the wedding? No. You didn't watch the royal watch wedding? No, I didn't. They had babies and stuff. Remember oh, that? Oh, cool. When they were all British? I don't care. I don't Zero percent. I don't no. know. That. But I also I'm not going to watch an American uh, equivalent wedding. I'm not going to watch like a politician's wedding or like a famous person's it wedding. It depends. Do you remember? It depends when, on the wedding. Do you remember when Kim Kardashian and Kanye West were like, you could see our you, like our weddings out, live stream our wedding or some bullshit, and yeah. they like sold the rights to E or something for bajillions of dollars. I hate that crap. I hate that too. Anyway, that's that's low hanging fruit. All right, that's neither that's neither here nor there. Nor there. there. That's right, Keller. Tell us off of your phone. What movie are we talking about tonight? Mission Impossible Hyphen Rogue Nation 2015 director Christopher You didn't give me a middle name this time didn't McQuarrie didn't have one on Mission Wikipedia. Impossible <laughs> Rogue Nation continues the franchise's thrilling resurgence and proves that Tom Cruise remains an action star without equal. This is he would be 52 years old in this film. Yep. That's impressive. I also disagree with that. That's impressive. With what? That he I'd has rather watch Daniel Craig with no actually equal. turns out. Well, here's the deal, man. Think about there it. There are many action stars that are at of a certain level. Daniel Craig. There the are many action Yes, yes. There are many action star actors. Because it's also including the acting and the performance. Tom right? Tom lost his charisma. I don't know. But I can say this, and I'm going to I'm gonna say this, and I feel like it's a definitive statement. Wait. And I don't know if this is good or bad. You better mark this down in case you need to edit it out. Nope, it's sustaining, in, baby. It's sustaining. Listen up, lawyers. Hot take. Paramount's going to love How this. How hot is this Paramount's going to love this take. Is, are they- I'm going to definitively state that no matter the level of action movie actors or actresses that exist, and there is a top tier, this is what we're describing, no actor, no actor on the planet yes. at, the, at that level Yes. Is going to do what Tom Cruise does for True. better or for worse True. in the movie. That's I'm sorry, it's a, that's a fact because you're right. I for w- better or for worse, uh, right? Yes, he's gonna get himself killed. SpaceX and also probably at the expense Elon of someone Musk. else. I know. Oh, like, you I mean like, like there'll be a stunt and another person will get killed, and Tom Cruise will be know. like, "This like, is my I fault." I feel like he pushes things maybe too hard. Like, I think dude, he does, but I think he pushes himself. Like, okay, this we need to get out of the way. LRH. that. <laughs> LRH fueled stunt at the beginning of the opening of this movie is insane. Is it that the insane? shot? Yes, it is. He could have died if a bird touched his body. But his body would have been obliterated. He could have died if a bird touched his body if he was skydiving. What? I don't think so. Yeah, if a bird was underneath him and he just hit a bird <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> I think you're growing slower when you're falling to the earth. You got a beak to the eye, bro. Then when you're on the side of a plane and you're getting and you're taking off. Free fall or takeoff? He, that's a good. He had contact. What's in, your uh, What's your physics background? Um, zero percent. What's the philosophy? My physics background is I made of, friends uh, with my chemistry teacher so that he would give me a good grade. Is that's that really my, how it yeah, works? That's my physics background. Hell yeah, man! My I physics, think I had my a physics background. Like yeah. This is sad. My physics background is in. 
high school. I had a chemistry teacher who... But also you loved Spider-Man your whole life, so you kind of knew about physics? No, 0%. Really? Physics? There's no. so much as, physics as far in Spider-Man. As, as far you've as... Thought about, you thought about the, mm, the, his, the movement of the his thing. body that while it's to me, swinging? That to me is artistry. That's it's not... physics. Physics is like, okay, well then let's talk numbers. And I'm already like, you lost me. I don't care. Oh yeah, well you have but to if think I'm, about if, what X equals and then the formulas. Mm, so... In in Pythagorean. in math, the the best math I ever did was uh, <laughs> geometry. I want to see. You want to see the best, best math, best I, ever math I ever did. In terms of like how well I did in that math. Dude, y'all should have seen the flip I, I did off this rhombus. I crushed geometry when I took my geometry course. I think in like tenth grade, it, people were like, "It's, it's gonna be drawing. tough." Yeah, it's all shapes. Yeah, and to to my artistic and brain, I was like, like, "Don't be so uh, obtuse." Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, every day, every day in class. You fucking but I. Good. Crushed it, ass. but anything science. This is this is my science background. In in high school, I had a teacher who, um, I think, was divorced, and then I had to for some thing sell tickets. Get them back together. Sell, I had, no, <laughs> that and I got an A. <laughs> I did it. I pulled it off. Um, I me and my twin. I think I had to sell tickets for some musical event that was going to help me in some way. It was going to benefit me. Maybe I was raising money. I forget why I had to, but I sold tickets to to my teacher. With the promise of, oh, there's going to be a bunch of... Your um, girlfriend's going to be there. I said, there's going to be a bunch of, of gonna be like there. cello players and violinists and musicians. And it's like a like a it's a whole like performance. And I think a, a good portion of the performers were women. So he was like, oh, is there going to be like women there? And I was like, yes. And, you and were then like, he went hey, and I did not. Creep. It, was, it wasn't creep so much as like... So much as like, no, 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 it wasn't students performers. It wasn't. It was adults. True, but, but I was you still were a selling high school tickets. student, correct? Yeah. yeah. And he was like, so there's going to be like ladies for me to meet. Yep. A little weird. And I went, yes, weird. yes, sir. And I did not go. Also, and he went. I get like teachers should be like, your friend, but probably no. not at all. No. Uh, actually, not at all. Yeah. Like, I don't want ever want to know about my teacher's you know, divorce. You, you know how I got I a knew good, about way too much of my sad? teacher's personal you know, life. You know how I got a good grade? Is because there was some project where in chemistry we had to, um, uh, I forget what, it was something about mole, which is like the like the number mole or something, like not even like what you think it is. And we had to design posters. So in my poster, I drew a bunch of like, I drew like Morocco mole from Secret Squirrel. And I you drew like, uh, I drew the naked mole rat from Kim Possible. You were right the whole time. I drew, I drew all this like, <laughs> this, like really good drawings of stuff. There's plenty of fish be, in the sea. And because, yeah, I'm like, get, go out there, You're just go get her. Encouraging. And because he, uh, because it was just like good drawings and I was being clever, he was like, oh, awesome, Hector, that's great. You must love chemistry. You must love this lesson. And I was like, yep. Yep. I love chemistry. <laughs> So here's, here's, okay, we completely derailed. Growing up as a kid, you yeah. thought chemistry was going to be so fucking cool. Beakers, I know. Bunsen burners, B- chemicals, B- 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 science blowing guy. up shit, and then it you sucked. get there and it's like, y'all ever heard of math? It was boring. And it's like, yeah. Open up your, t- spend uh, our whole lives getting here. Uh, we're going to learn about, fucking math. we're going to learn about hydrogen. Hydrogen can fuck bore off. Bore me, bore me to death. Um, I know no, that but, we need it to live. Yeah. But it can What's, fuck Remember when I said after we watched Ghost Prouts that I was like, I think the Burj Khalifa building, is it Burj Khalifa? Is that what it's called? Yeah, you said that building's way better than hydrogen. I said, <laughs> hydrogen can kiss my butthole. This, no, I said that the stunt where, where uh, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise is outside of this building running around, to me was more impressive than the one where he's hanging out the side of a plane. But then I but watched then you it took tonight. It back. Yeah, and but I'm like, also, it's so insane. Keller, you turn to me and you're like, that shot is is so incredible, and it makes it all worth it. As it makes we the movie it. worth it. So good. I'm not saying that's not true. Yeah, no, it's good. See, we're already starting this off with like, 
what do we disagree with? What do we agree with? I don't like that. We just okay. need to organically find it. Let me have your overall thoughts. <sighs> well, no. Oh, no, I have to, to do the thing. You got to do the summary of the mission. Wait, we got to dust off the other guy. The Rotten Actually, Tomatoes. Actually, this guy does it. He comes in here. He gets sand everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're in a Come full on. suit. Take your sunglasses off. You're indoors. Why are you wearing... You're talking about Why the, are you wearing board shorts the, over your slacks? The IMF, the IMF <laughs> guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, um, yeah. The IMF guy, he's going to find another inconsistency, another mistake in this Fuck. in this two-page spread, and I'm going to let the IMF guy find it. But I already found it. Before we get to it, I know, but before we get to it, Rogue Nation, the little write-up from Rotten Tomatoes, which is a, which is what you read at the beginning as Stuffy British Guy, mm-hmm. I agree with it. it. It does feel like it is continuing the trend. It doesn't... It doesn't say anything different than the last one, really. It doesn't reinvent a bunch of stuff, but I think it does do some really fun stuff with the Mission Impossible tropes that I'm going to talk and about. And the world. Right, that I'm going to talk about that I appreciate. But in term, but it, but it's like when you compare three, four, and five, and six together, they're closer, I think, in quality and everything than like Mission Impossible one to the rest of those, or Mission True. Impossible two to the rest of those, or True. other action franchises. To but this it's one. A, so, yeah, it's so, hard yeah. not to make the Fast and Furious first four movies for sure jump right. comparison. Right. Um, break it down, IMF guy. What's this mission about? The Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Mission objective: infiltrate and disrupt the syndicate a shadow network of rogue operatives responsible for acts of terror around the world classified by the way key operatives hunt ethan stickle luther i said it right there yeah he did dunn benji faust ilsa brant william billy brant billy brant hunley allen and my 16 chief alley sanctioned equipment Automatic lockpick. Yep. Accurate. That's in the movie. It's cool. Accurate. Really in the movie. <laughs> Magnetic levitation suit. What the actual fuck? <laughs> Inaccurate. Inaccurate. Eh, eh, eh. It's That's so from Ghost upsetting. That's from Ghost Prots. We have people die in the fucking field every day for this shit. <laughs> and who, who messed I up? I can't believe someone lets this shit slide. Well, to be fair, within the Mission Impossible movie timeline, the... um. The Ghost Protocol mission took place only a year and a half before Don't say to be fair. the Rogue Nation Whoever mission. Whoever made this, yeah, it's true. They're fired. It's sloppy. They're going into a witness protection it's program. It's sloppy. It's sloppy. They got to go be a nurse. So the with the, Julia. the magnetic suit is what um, uh, William Brandt or Jeremy Renner Let wore. Let me finish this so I can four. get out of this voice. Go ahead. <laughs> Oxygen sleeve. Cool. Real. Unexplained. How. Yeah. Cool. What? It's just monitoring your... But monitoring tell us how. Your, yeah. Tell us how. Hey, man, Star Trek did oh, it. Oh, look, you're at 100% oxygen mm-hmm. in your body. Lung capacity what does it mean? monitors it. How? It's like an x-ray on tell your suit. how. So it's just giving you radiation hand? the whole time. Paper computer. Probably the coolest That's the co- gadget. Yeah, that was cool. The whole thing. That was cool. I wish I had it, and who, I think it might be a thing soon. Who are the bad guys? <gasps> Military intelligence... Targets. Sorry. Targets. Military intelligence section six. Subject, Lane Solomon. Solomon Lane. Oh, fuck. Solomon Lane. Tim Cook himself. That's close. Solomon Lane. You got it close that time. It's more in your throat. Ethan. You need to act like a little bit of Gollum in it. Yes, my precious. No, you know how Gollum does the throat thing? (sighs) Gollum, Gollum, Gollum. My precious, Ethan. Do that. Yeah, add some coughing and I think you got it. Uh, And subject, Vinter Janik, a.k.a. The 
Boondock. <laughs> you said that like Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah, oh, really, yeah. The Boondocker. He's not going Brother. nowhere. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. He does say that. He's about to cut yeah. open his stomach. Do me a favor before you get out of this voice. Key Wait, locations. Key locations. Go for it. London, England. Yep. Which is weird to start with considering that's where the movie ends. Yep. Paris, France. Yep. Which he's like there for a second. Mm-hmm. Vienna, nope. Austria. The movie kind of starts with London, England. That's where the record store is. But then so he gets back. shot, and then it's it, six the months. Third act, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the second location? France, mm-hmm. Paris. Wait, what's in Paris? There. He's like, hey, look, I have a beard. Oh yeah, for two seconds, that's mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. Vienna, Austria, very cool. The Opera, the Opera, Casablanca, Morocco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. We gotta. Okay, before you get out of the voice, I need you to say a shadow network of one more time. A shadow network. Of <laughs> rogue operatives. I just like the way you said that because you're like a shadow network. Like a you shadow ba- network. You barely say shadow. A shadow network. You say a shadow network. The syndicate. <laughs> All right, close that shit. Get out of here. The bone doctor. <laughs> okay, so overall thoughts before we get into some great, great, great specifics of this movie. Overall thoughts are I love this movie. Yes. I don't think that it holds the same place in my heart as MI3. Fair. Because MI3, to and me, accurate. to me, focuses more on Ethan as a character. And this one is continuing the the thing that Ghost Pro set up, where it's like Ethan's back in the field, he's detached, he's kind of emotionless, and he no longer is with Jules, and he's more full-on head of the MIF IMF, you know, Impossible Mission Force, head of the team. One episode, fucking. I know. I should. I have dyslexia. I have to have some form of dyslexia. But, um, but the flip side of that is making me feel bad for shaming you for getting it wrong. That's okay. And we'll talk about it. And we'll talk about the the specific casting of it. But just the characters themselves, I do like the dynamic of Ilsa Faust and Ethan Hunt. I think Ilsa is a fantastic character. I think she's a great character, and I think Rebecca Ferguson crushes it. However. We can discuss, is she miscast? Is there, is there a version of this movie and this story that does not continue to have a 21-year age, age gap? That's the big key. Because I noticed this five years ago in 2015, I did like a tweet thread when I was in my infancy of Twitter. where Nobody even knew what tweet threads were where, at this where, point. Where I broke down, I'm like, wait a minute, let's talk point, about... You you can look up, and I forgot exactly what it was, but if you go through, hand me the book. If you go through and you look at the age differences of the leading man, Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt, in each of these movies, and his ro- potentially romantic love interest, the first one's interesting because him and Claire Phelps are very close, if not the same age. Problem is, is that her husband, Jim Phelps, has like a 20-year, to like a 20-plus year difference between Claire and Jim Phelps in the movie. And it's and also, and it's, John Voight's always looked 75. Yeah, for sure. And there's and the, the crazy thing is is Tom Cruise is the age John Voight was in Mission Possible 1 now and he looks incredible. And that's a I'm not I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to say that. The also, thing Claire is Phelps looks too much like Angelina Jolie. She it does. Weirds it's me out. weird. And she and look, I'm not trying to um I don't want to insult anybody, offend anybody because I want to talk about how to me I'm worried about where this is I, going. I want to talk about how to me Rebecca Ferguson does not look like she is mid 30s or early 30s. Does that make sense? Rebecca Ferguson, to me, 
looks like a full-grown well, it's because adult it, woman. She's, uh, a Why? F- we, what we've been told a full-grown adult woman looks like Correct. since we were a child. You're absolutely like, right. That's what it is. is like, a full-grown adult woman. This she's is 38. a supermodel. And that's it. Yeah. She, yeah, she's 30. She's a supermodel and she's 37. This is and an older woman. Accent. This is an older woman. Mm-hmm. This is a woman her of British age. British accent makes her older automatically yeah. also. And, and I want to say too that she's looked younger in other movies that I've seen her in since they did Mission. it on purpose, though. I don't know if they're doing anything. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say this. I don't know if that like makeup and hair and makeup are doing anything specifically. I think that that Rebecca Ferguson, her performance as Ilsa, she's not playing older, but she's playing a woman who's been through some shit. Versus, I've seen her in other movies and she seems younger. So it's like we're seeing that's an agent part of it. Who is competent is what we're. That's seeing. what I'm a saying. Female agent who's and competent. it's so. And you, when you compare it to the actress who played Claire Phelps, Claire Phelps looks like she's 20 years old. True. And she, because she has very feminine and youthful features, she has big eyes and a small and like a small face and big lips and a and very, the entire a thin movie frame. the entire time is like and women are always yeah. just trying to and every one of the women who've been in these movies is kind of in the same category. Tandy Newton is an incredible actor. Yeah. And she's still petite and has mm-hmm. big eyes and small head, face but she's and also big not lips. like a... Uh, an agent. An agent. But she's still she's a, a thief. gorgeous supermodel level civilian. True. But an, again, another wonderful actor and we talked about how much we would have loved for her character, Naya, to like do more in that movie. But all of a sudden, the age gap between her and Tom Cruise is starting to get a little bit more, a little bit more. MI3... Again, I think um, uh, she's not even here in the thing, but um, um, Michelle Monaghan, Michelle Monaghan, Monaghan, sorry, who pl- or Monaghan, who plays Jules, I think is amazing. It's like an eleven-year age difference. Eleven-year age difference, and 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 again in that movie because Tom Cruise is okay. If this was f- now, it's oh my god, close to fifteen years ago. And also in ago. that movie, he's like. He's 40. We buy that he's been hanging out she's with 30. her and they're like having yeah. a relationship yeah. and they're going to get married. Yeah. The movie and backs like, it all up and yeah. it makes them more of equals to me, even though she is a civilian. But the whole point of that movie is that like he's bringing they her They have in. a real relationship. They have a real relationship. So like I see that and I go, yeah, I, you know, but look, who else is in it? Maybe not a romantic love interest, but Maggie Q, beautiful, very young, mm-hmm. right? That, But so is also... Uh, Declan Gormley, yeah. this guy, uh, Reese Davies, Jonathan Reese Davies, um, Agent Lindsay Ferris, right? Carrie Russell, amazing. Yeah. And she looks the age she's supposed to be. And to, and to me, in my mind, there was not a romantic thing between her and Ethan. No. So, cool. But, Carrie Russell, I get Rebecca Ferguson vibes too. Right, same, Just same, like, same. But also it could be because of the Americans and she plays... Agent um, Carter, agent. agent Carter in Ghost Brothers. I think she was great. I agree, but still, there's like a ten plus. Like I think there's like a big age but gap there. Barely a romantic thing there, right? Because, but there like, is kind of, which co-workers. is also a little bit weird. They're coworkers. They're more yeah. coworkers though. So then we get to Rogue Nation, which is again we get to the weird scene in India, which there's, is kind of weird. exactly a little weird. So then we get to Rogue Nation, and I, again, I I think Rebecca Ferguson is a stunningly beautiful woman. Well, yes, but if you told me that she was. Because I'm so used to what Hollywood tells 42. us. 42. I'd be like, yeah, she looks great for her age. But mm-hmm. she's like, th- like, how old was she when she did this? 36? Mm-hmm. 33? Something because like that? a 42-year-old yeah. in Hollywood. Looks 38. This person, yeah. So so uh, that's what I'm trying to get across is that like, it's a bummer that there's a 20 plus... 21. 21 age, year mm-hmm. age gap mm-hmm. between her and Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. And at the same Let's time... Talk, what do we say? She is our age. I know. And Ethan's our parents' age. Our parents' age. Tom yeah. Cruise is our parents' age. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. So my mom had me when she was like 22. So mm-hmm. basically, basically, fuck. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. But, that here's, but here's the other weird thing. 
my parents do not look like Tom Cruise does today. <laughs> that's the other weird True. thing. And that's the part of Hollywood that's like, that is perpetuating this idea of... I don't know. I think your mom should be it, the co-lead. Yeah. My mom's a fox. I'm not going to lie. My mom is a babe. Um, but oh, She could do the action scenes. But uh, that would be so fun. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. so great. <laughs> She's like, moving, mijo, moving. Takes the gun. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> now I'm out. Anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now I'm out. Um, so yeah, so that's a tricky thing. Again, it, it, it's not like Tom Cruise today looks the way... Um, John Voight did in the first one and that mm-hmm. like and he's the face of the franchise. No, I understand that Tom Cruise takes incredible care of himself, LRH. I understand that he's got sick abs, yeah, he's bro. He's taking care of himself. Somebody's taking care of him. Only um through the power of Elron is taking care of him. Um I get that, I get that, I get that, but the question the conversation became is there a version of this movie and a version of the character of Ilsa Faust who's played by an actress who is uh 52. Well, it's and it's still Ilsa Faust. We made how this is like a Spectre. Yeah, uh, yeah. How they pull the rug out from under us in Monica, that movie. Monica Bellucci shows yeah. up, and you're like, "Yes, Bond this girl." This is what it should be. The the quote unquote mm-hmm. Bond girl who is going to be close to the same age as. Oh no, she's in one scene, and that's it, and that's it. Um, and then yeah, he goes to uh, uh, what's the actress from um from Ghost Brothers? Leah Sado, I think. Leah Sado, who uh, I think again does a great she job, is but great, she's like, but also way too she young. She looks so much younger than Daniel mm-hmm. Craig in those movies. She, yeah. It's such a she bummer. Looks like a child. Because I want to see the movie where James Bond gets married, in the same way that I saw the movie where Ethan Hunt, you know, where these where these yeah. types of characters get married and have these romances. Like I want to see that, and I want to see that. And I do play like out. how in three it's like we can't do this. There's no I know way it works. I know. And it's like the only way it could work for Ethan if is is if, if it was like a spy. another agent. And that's who that's who Ilsa I think represents. But also the you know way they was do great? it is pretty shit lame. Yeah, you know what was great but also bad was um the Born Identity was Matt Damon and the actress from... That makes more sense. They're oh, they both were, thrown and, into trauma yeah, together. And their chemistry was amazing. Exactly. The problem is she gets killed off in the second one. That is a problem. Right? And but it's that's like, probably a book problem, I think. I don't remember. I can't remember, I don't if, remember they, either. if it's in the books or whatever. I just remember that for the Bourne film franchise, they said, if we had known we were going to get a third one, we would have saved that for the third one. Mm-hmm. Instead, we, we kind of, you know... Yeah, shot our load in part two with mm-hmm. having to kill the female love interest, and it's so they had to they make use that terminology. It's weird. It was gross and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just talking about chicks, bro. Uh, gross. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, no, I think it's a great conversation to have, and it's and it to me, it's very interesting that like like that that for for many factor many different reasons, the age gap in this doesn't feel as big as it is, but it is. But it until, is until it is very jarring in a few moments. Really. Because yes. there's a few moments, especially in Rogue Nash. We talked about how Ghost Proats, it starts. But in Rogue Nash, you can start to see Tom Cruise being like, oh, you are um, uh, getting up there. Like, you're aging, and that's normal. True. Yeah. And you can see mm-hmm. it in Rogue Nash. It's Nash, right you in know? his face. It's in his face. It's in, it's in some of the way and that the he movie moves. the movie is a little bit aware of it, even though no yeah. one's saying it yet. It's not going full-on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, where the character's making jokes about, damn, I thought that'd be closer. And, you know, he's getting older and stuff. But... Um, that's been part of the movies since three is that he's out of the field. Now he's in back in. He's but out. It's less he's of in, that. He's like out. what did I last time we were talking about? There's more Jackie Chan in his stunts yeah, and stuff. There's and none not, of that in this one. What would you say? Okay. So mission impossible three and four have things that every, where everything goes wrong. Which everything I goes like wrong. a lot. Hiccups, hiccups, hiccups. It's mission I love impossible. It. I, I agree. When everything works, it makes it seem I less agree. impossible. Um, man, even I, though, can you get, can you get her off of the, can you get her? Katie. There, she jumped off. She jumped off. I yelled cake. Good. 
We're leaving. We're leaving all this in. We're, we're leaving, leaving it all in. This in. We just we have a cat named Cakey. She was up on the countertop, you getting hate at to the see food, it. getting at the food. Um, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. They are they are disavowed, and they have very which crappy. Which is the same thing that happens equipment. again now. Which also I think is a knock on this movie. Not in a bad way. Sure, not but necessarily it's just like, like Ghost Protocol already did it. You take a note. Um, you notice yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. You take notice of it. Um, that's very interesting. It's very just interesting like, to keep playing with the same themes over and over again. Same, same which is like major plot points. At this point, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's going to happen at the beginning of the movie. And I'm not mad about it right. either because we know there's going to be a MacGuffin at the end of the movie. What would you we say every time? If, if three and four were the ones where you go, oh man, they were so close, but this thing messed up and this hiccup happened. And that's a big part of the, the, the tension. What is the, is the driving force behind the tension in this film? In Rogue Nation. Uh, because they have, for all intents and purposes, gadgets that are working and stuff. So it's not about like, oh, the glove isn't working or, you know, oh, I'm, I'm breathing underwater, but my breathing thing, it, you know, it's not keeping track of my oxygen. The tension is that, basically, uh, man, like it, the fact that nobody believes that the syndicate is real. Correct. And I so think they're having to work against that the entire time. That's the and whole so thing. They are being, is it cool if she's up there? What is she doing now? What are you doing? She's, she's hanging out with potatoes. She's eat some shit. She's fine. Cakey! Look at that. She knows. She's already down. Oh, my God. Podcasting. Cakey. We're like podcasts. I'm going I'm to keep... It's going to get to a point where Abby's going to come out here and she's going to be like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, sorry. She keeps... <laughs> we can't get to her. She keeps getting on stuff. Um, I think that is where the, where the tension lies is is twofold. It's it's exactly what you said. It's that like... The, the world and the characters in the world don't believe that the syndicate exists. So it's all about Tom trying to get proof. And the second bit of tension is Ilsa Faust, is where do her loyalties lie? It's that classic femme fatale bullshit, that classic, you know, like she's a double, triple, quadruple agent. What, you know, is she going to end Indy up siding three. with the good guys? It's Indy 3, yeah, except in that one, she's a Nazi, True. full on. Yeah. And in this one, she, the whole time is working for the syndicate, but is still telling Ethan everything that he needs to hear, which is effectively the truth, which is I'm I'm deep undercover and I'm trying mm-hmm. to expose it to MI6. So I'm you, but She's British She's basically doing a her woman. job the whole time. Correct. She's like, I'm not going to let you know anything because right? I'm not supposed to right? let you know anything. She takes the, the drive from him to, you know, to go, to go deliver it back to Solomon Lane and stuff. So like I was listening to the commentary and Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie were saying some really interesting things, but they're also saying like, Tom considered this movie to be like, and I don't love this phrase, but boy meets girl. That there are moments in this movie between these two characters where it's like kind of supposed to be modeled after like a romance film or a rom-com. It's not Where it's like the meet cute. And then like, you know, they break up and then they like get back together. Like that's how they sort of envision certain beats. The motorcycle chase is supposed to be them breaking up. Which I think may be a problem. That yeah. it's Chris McQuarrie or that and Tom it's Cruise. All, I'll a couple say this. of bros decided we're going to throw some rom-com and into that this. It's, and that's fine because like I said, our audience. I want the character of Ethan Hunt to be able to have a romantic thing. It's not thing. earned though. I wouldn't disagree with that. The other problem is is that it's very much all from the sort of Ethan Hunt perspective. We never see like her side. But it, she's the one who's like, come away with me. Right. That's the third option. Right. I If it was Tom yeah. Cruise saying it, I'd like it maybe more. I'd still think it's creepy. But the problem is is that but Ethan like, Hunt's character would never exactly, do that. Exactly. He's the Batman who'd never quit. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, s- and, until Christian Bale quits mm-hmm. after Rachel Dawes dies. Like that's that's who he's supposed to be. And so then I liked Alf- how you even said Alfred quits. I liked how you said, yeah. I liked how you said it's that it the movie doesn't earn it. 
And I don't disagree with that. Again, on paper and for certain moments in the film, and I just because I really love Rebecca Ferguson in this role, I like that Ilsa Faust is now a member of this franchise. I do too. I want her to be a member of the team. But... I don't want like... Right. Because... But I can straight up get emotionally invested in Ethan and Jules and if I'm watching part three, if I'm sucked into it. You know what I mean? I can get invested but to But you where also are a little... Inv- you're glad it, ha- it comes back in Ghost Pro. So you're glad it comes back in Fallout also. I agree. I agree. I am. It's because they're because that's and they the emotional... Also earned it. Because it's earned and it's in like an emotional cornerstone of this franchise at this point. Him and Ilsa's and thing... And they didn't kill her off. Correct, which is a miracle. They but, treated... Yeah. They treat her so much better. Even than yeah. Rebecca Ferguson, I'd say. Yeah. And it's and it's tricky because it's like this. It's like if there were scenes where and Tom Cruise is shirtless in this thing, but difference like, is that he's a fifty-two-year-old Tom Cruise megastar. Like it, like and then you there's know. the scene where they both come out of the water, thing. and she straight up goes topless, topless, and her. And we see her from the back, and Tom mm-hmm. Cruise has a shirt off, and they mm-hmm. never like even. So that's show the it. issue. Is if it's they so weird. is if the movie. Because what did we watch the other night? There's we just, watched. We it's watched. So many, um, it's only because we've been watching them in so. M- sure. In a row. Yeah, that you can notice. They but make that's a part note. Of the conversation. But they also make a note in the scripts of all of these. Yeah. To show the women failing. Like oh, the a good agent point. in place in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Like if at she's the, a at fucking the record store. IMF agent. Yeah. She can like do something about Solomon Lang having a gun to her head. Mm-hmm. Like. And it's a bummer because. You, I don't want to take away... Here's what I don't want to do, because this is the trap that you fall into with characters in action, typically like men uh, franchises or series. Here's the, the trap you fall into with women and people of color. What are they allowed to do? What are they not allowed to do? What are they... Are they representing their entire gender or race, or can they be flawed, or can they be... Do you know what I mean? And and I think part of the conversation is, well, how are you depicting everybody else? You have to think about else? the representation. Yeah, you Throughout do the entire you fucking do. movie. And that's the other thing too. Maybe is that, have is somebody that... who works for the. Maybe have the person who's the head of the CIA questioning the board thing. <laughs> have that be a woman, or yeah, have yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin's character be Judy Dench M. Or yeah, like there's lots of opportunities. Or, or like you said, that agent at the beginning of the film who gets killed by Solomon Lane. Now listen, the record store scene. I love that record store scene. And I love it because as a fan of shows Mission how Impossible, Solomon Lane is he'll kill yes, somebody. Yes, yes, right yes, yes. Um, but a couple of things. If that is supposed to be a competent agent, could that have been a young man? Could it have been a woman who fights for a second, but then Solomon Lane is so, so good? And also why you know Tom I mean? Cruise having this weird flirty thing at the front yeah, with the young she's, lady and she's right very up beautiful. Top. She mm-hmm. looks like she's 20. Yeah, it looks like and the she's like, woman who plays uh, Supergirl. Yeah, Melissa Benoist. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I thought it was her first. For yeah, <laughs> but she's I, she's British though, right? Yeah, in because the, they're in London, know. and she's like, "It's really you." Never seen Supergirl. I can't remember. No, Melissa Benoist is not British. Supergirl is not British. Okay. But, um, but I know what you're saying. It's like it, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's it's tough because I don't want like I like like I want purpose. <laughs> if we're talking about Luther's. That's a, a great observation. Too and if it's it not on purpose, like we have to, it needs to be it's a young lady who that gives this... Yeah. Uh, Beautiful young woman is going to give the record. And again, I love that moment. Female security guard fails to see that the thing is a gun. At the opera. Opera. Sure. Sure. Um, but how many times in this movie do f- women succeed? Rebecca how Ferguson... Many times 
only. I and guess, also, she yeah. just gets duped over and over again, too, by like True. her handler. Everybody, by Ethan, by everybody. How many times do men in the movie fail? There's a good amount, but it is, it, it, it's, it's still... It's lopsided, and you it, don't the thing. notice it. It's lopsided. They don't Correct. take a second to sh- They don't call attention it. to it. They yeah. don't call attention to it. Um, Benji, though, on the flip side, heroic as all get out. Which does make me very happy. It's awesome. Especially he, given the contrast of has, him last time being like, uh, I'm new in the field. I'm really sorry he, about you and Julia. Yeah. He has hero moments in this where he, number one, stands up to Ethan. He's like, you're my, I'm your friend and you trusted me. No matter me. what I say in my yeah. lie detector test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was all great. Um, But yeah, back and to again, that. Simon Pegg, best actor in the entire. So good. Entire. He, he has. Maybe series. Nope. Philip <sighs> Seymour Hoffman takes it. Maybe. Yeah. It's It goes Philip Seymour Hoffman, number one, all time. Lawrence and Fishburne's then, up there. And then Simon Pegg, then Lawrence Fishburne. Just as far as acting goes. That's my but ranking. But Lawrence Fishburne uh, performance that's is number my three. Ranking. Yeah. Just because he doesn't get enough time listen, to shine. Listen, we'll get to I it. I wish Angela Bassett's still up there. in it. Angela Bassett's up there. She's Again, in like. not enough time to shine. No, but she's in like 12 seconds of Fallout and she is like Her reading incendiary. of that's the job. Yeah, it's so good. Like, I'd be like. I'm sorry, Angela. So, um, so yeah, I, I I'll know stop now. we mentioned this last time, but again, it, uh, everything that we're saying about how like people of color are depicted, how women are depicted, how often do women fail in this series, and how often does the movie sort of call attention to it or make it part of the story or make the women apologetic for it or whatever. I want Luther, Luther Stickle is the person of color in this movie. That's it, and I want him to be able to also fail just as much as the rest of the team does, but also succeed just as re- uh, uh, as much and as the rest of the team. And this he's sitting in a you know? room alone a lot. For sure, but he's, he's, he's awesome. He's and solid. And he fails at the top of the next one. That's right, but I want to rewatch it because I feel like, isn't it all three? Isn't it like him, Benji, Everybody and Ethan? Everybody fails, but it's like... But he's the one that's like, Ethan, I'm sorry. It's like right? kind of like when Maggie Q gets shot right, and he's right. like, I'm sorry. And, and she takes like, a second nothing to apologize. Anybody, yeah. Yeah. Nothing anybody could do about yeah. it. Maggie so, Q has to be the one taking fucking bullets while you guys are yep, yelling yep. Uh, exposition. And she drops out and different things. And So so let's kind of circle back around to my overall thoughts on Rogue Nation. Okay. Um. Everything we're describing, I think that Rogue Nation's main main focus, and I picked up on a lot of this when I listened to the commentary, which was a very interesting experience because ultimately I kind of got a little bit, um, uh, uh, what's the word, um, like disenfranchised with the movie because I was like, oh, oh, I had no idea. Christopher McQuarrie and, and, and Tom Cruise described throughout the entire film how little they had planned out. And that it really is kind of a miracle that it came together the way that that it did, where they really didn't know what the story was going to be until they're in, you know, the writer's room. They're like workshopping stuff. Or they'd like get a location. They get to a location. Okay, where are we going to do there? They filmed, I'll give you an example. They filmed the bit at the end with um, uh, Alec Baldwin and Jeremy Renner. And Alec Baldwin takes a second as his character, uh, Alan Hunley, head of the CIA mm-hmm. to reflect on the events of the movie and then they go like director Hunley director Hunley and then he looks up because he's distracted because he's supposed to be thinking about everything that happened up to that point they had no idea what was going to happen up to that point and they and shot that anyway and they shot it and they're asking Alec Baldwin to be like okay you just have to imagine that it's going to be crazy what a great and but the good guys win and now you're you're defending the IMF you know let's go and they all do a good job and Alec Baldwin does this great very throaty very you no, know we did say they did tie it up yeah, and so better than they does it does you know yes better than it should have like the, to me my overall thoughts are this movie's better than it it ends better than it deserves to <laughs> correct but it still does not feel as Unearned. as 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 earned as MI three 
because four, MI3, four. but the difference with, between this one and four, and this is why the he, compelling here's, going. here's, here's right. Here's my ranking. Number one with a bullet. MI3. MI3. Honestly, it's still a pretty stark contrast for me. Okay. And, and that's because let's talk about MI3 again for a second, because it has the story. Mm-hmm. It has the plot where it's like, look, you, you didn't come here for the plot. It's the rabbit's foot. Who cares? And it's the fucking team. And it's the team. And it's the Ethan Hunt emotional core of Julia. They took my wife. Intro Benji. I mean, all of that stuff is so, so solid. Like Lawrence Fishburne. It's great. The, that, that villain moment with Billy Crudup where he's like, He's an affirmative action poster boy. I went, ooh, I forgot that that it was in here. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't. I I don't have this from the other villains enough. I don't have this very like you Real know Real hate like yep yeah everything else like society is yes. fucked or whatever. No, the, show, the us a, show us a selfish nuclear racist war. Fuck, that's what I'm talking about. So that's number three. Now Keller's gonna say. Ghost Protes beats out Rogue Nation, which I'm like, that's fine because because so much of Ghost Protes is great and cohesive, and the tone is all there. But for me, that's what I think it nails. That's and it does nail the tone. Let me give my overall thoughts first on Rogue Nation. Yeah, please. Rogue Nation is awesome. Yes, I do also love this movie. Same. I do feel like it is a little bit, like you said, it's the Spectre, but not in a good way. Like what I loved about Skyfall, mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's, it it's undercuts focused. so much yes. of the fucking, which I do like the callbacks. I want some of the 007. I want the Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. uh, it's him cool. to have a martini. It's cool. But I also like how much of a fuck you it is kind of like. Taking the piss out of it. It's taking the piss out of it. Yeah. And then Spectre mm-hmm. immediately comes in. It's like, actually, it's fun to be corny. Right. Yeah. It immediately tough. like. It undercuts what it did in Skyfall. Sure, sure. And Do you think this undercuts what they did in Ghost Protes? I think it does a little bit okay. in that uh, how written it is. Yeah. Even though you said it's very it doesn't plot. have... It's very plot heavy. It didn't. They didn't know where they were going the yeah. whole time. It is very plot heavy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like, what do you prefer out of this franchise? The characters. Correct. And the set yes. pieces, the stunt set pieces obviously yes 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 like we wanted and this one but has a banger up top in the cold open and then the other stunt pieces are really i don't like good, the water but that much yeah yeah i, I don't love ag- that i would, I would put you. i would say the water is the same as the parking garage and but yes. it's smart that they put the water in the middle and not at rather the end. than have the parking garage at the, the end the most exciting thing about this water sequence in in the second act is that you learn from the behind the scenes material and they have a camera on him the entire time when he's training in the pool and then they speed it up that Tom Cruise holds his breath for six minutes. Just knowing that is the most exciting thing about the entire water sequence because the entire water sequence is edited Mm -hmm. and there's CG enhancements happening and you know that it is a safe controlled environment and it's even though he's holding his breath for a very, very long time to get these shots, it's still like they pan away from Ethan and I could not help but cynically go, oh, they could have cut here. And it continued, do you know what I mean? And continued in a, in a separate shot. So it's like, and and in the commentary, they talked about there was versions of this where they held on Ethan Hunt for the three minutes full in one shot. The problem is, is you lose Benji, you lose Ilsa Faust, you, lo- well, you, you lose like, in your ear, you though. lose like what's happening to the rest of the scenes in the movie and that it well, was uh, like a momentum killer. And I'm like, well, okay, sure. I get that. Is a momentum killer. Yeah. What we, me and yeah. Hector watched every single Bond movie. <laughs> Half of them, for some reason, Thunderball. They came like 
Yeah. Did you know that we can take these cameras underwater, bro? Let's let's do it, dude. For the whole movie, Hell slow, yeah. slow yes. fight. Exactly, slow fight underwater. Let's dodge but harpoons. It, it's still very exciting. It's and exciting, it's, you know. Even I don't know. It's just the it's problem is is that it 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 it. I think that it makes us sit here and we were overthinking it because it was kind of it, the, the whole sequence is sort of leaving us to our own devices a little bit too much as opposed to like the burge it grabs you by the balls and goes like we're we're going dude you're you you know this this is and it and also that hurts the entire yeah. time <laughs> you're, you're like, watching <laughs> it yeah exactly but this one it's like sit back relax we're going to do a water show we're for you we're 45 minutes into the movie it's going to be really Ethan's cool it's going to be fine Yeah. you know cuz right. we're only 45 minutes into right. the movie right right oh ethan's yeah. dead don't worry we're now an hour into the movie and we and brought it back to oh, life he's back to life um yeah and it's and it was a cool moment when like ilsa jumped in there you know but and again the music comes in like you great. said they cool. took out all the music that was retention cool. yeah i liked it but then what's ilsa wearing when she's in there no, basically nothing and mm-hmm. then she gets out of the water and reveals and to take off more of the nothing i know yeah, what was the other action thing at the end? I had the opera, the whole opera sequence. I, I love, fucking love. Uh, I love, 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 love. Benji in the car chase in the passenger seat. That's fun. It's so fun. And when he passes out and he wakes up, he goes, "Oh, look out!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so that good. That was good. Yeah, right after the water sequence. Um, and then what's the action stuff at the end? I guess it's just like chasing through the streets There's of London. The motorcycle chase. The go, That's the, not at go, the end. The car but. into the motorcycle chase, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And again, all of these are really, really impressive. To me, it did not have the same spectacle as the Burge, which I still think is the best stunt of the franchise. But and that the Burge plane is a plot thing. Correct, and the plane thing is not. The plane thing is get this out of the way at the beginning, and it's but so that's enough just mind because blowing. that's the way every single yeah. Mission Impossible. We want the cold awesome. open. We want it's the awesome. crazy. Yeah, whatever. Then the title sequence, and then you go yeah. into it. So, so oh, the Fallout one is so good. The reason I would put this over Ghost Proats is that despite the clunkiness in the way that the story came together. Like we're saying, it ultimately did sort of come together and they were able to iron out. And again, Christopher McCory did this um, with no name recognition for Ghost Proats. He came in and like made it more simple. And in this one, at the end of the day, it's very simple. It's just MI6, right? Chief Attlee, this British guy over in London, over in England, designed a, a potential idea, which was the syndicate. Which and is supposed to be like a British IMF, right? Exactly, and it's supposed, not supposed to, be, to be an anti-IMF test. It's supposed to be either. totally off the grid. It's supposed, to, but it, but it, but I love how they were like it was going to have no um, uh, um, accountability. Yeah, I love that because that made me go, oh, okay. And then you had the prime minister go, so I soundly rejected it. Who, by the way, that guy's great. In, He's uh, great. In, well, I'm going to call him the British. And it is the, great that Rebecca Ferguson's like it doesn't matter what it's you're only uh, correct a lot of as lines correct is where is wherever you feel yeah you know you 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 are you're not questioning who you kill because you want to think that you're doing it for the right job because that's what you allow yourself to think something along those lines and those kinds of conversations and lines are really great because it's basically kind of, sure but remember that really know, corny thing like he is the manifestation yes of, of destiny and he has made you yeah Alec Baldwin that's such a great it's so corny I don't it like is. that <laughs> I don't like that. That's that much yeah it it, it, it leads they just in like alec baldwin's like i need at least one more monologue it's great so if ghost protocol took the piss out of the franchise i think this one injects a little bit more piss back into it but again but the things i like about it are especially when i compare to the movie specter in in the daniel craig series which i think tried to do this and they came out the same year and i think tried to do the same thing which is oh it's christoph waltz all along he's the he's the main villain and he's rec- and he had but all the I other villains like Le Chief has more than jackie Silva. chan in it 
Fallout what? has some more Jackie Chan in it, though. Oh, Fallout? Um, interesting. Okay. Okay. When we get back, when we get to Fallout in a few days, we like, can... Like, we Tom can... Cruise straight up is frazzled and freaking yeah. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one's movie. a little bit too self-serious. Too self-serious. Mm-hmm. It's definitely... It feels like... Uh, okay, yeah. It was fun to be funny. Yeah, but let's get back to brass tacks. A little and, bit more... And, even though this is funny, yeah, but... The score... Joe Kramer. It's also like, feels like that. It feels. It is I less also fun. Seen Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. same guy. Same sort of. Like it's the same know, kind vibe. of like the hits. Fucking hit. Super hard, tough. Motherfucker. Super tough. Right. Yeah. Right. When he knocks that thug at the beginning and the thug hits his head, you were like, I felt that. When he like gets knocked mm-hmm. out when when Ethan Hunt kicks him over the thing and and so uh, you're totally right and you you were right at the beginning of this podcast. You're like, we're gonna agree. I like on it being everything. more Indiana Jones than John Wick is what I'm saying. You like Ethan Hunt to be more. Self-deprecating, more frazzled, more. I'll give you this: at the beginning of Rogue Nation, when he finally gets in the plane after he gets knocked around and he's hanging out to the thing, when he looks at the guy and goes, "I like and then that," pulls it. Yes. That moment, whenever that, he looks exhausted, yes. is the best. Or like, I can't believe this worked, and then you know, like the yeah. fuse. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's stuff is great. Uh, but that I, was like I, that was his most human moment in the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> was him like being yeah. like, huh? yeah. Yeah, huh? Can you believe this? Yeah. What it is? It's a living, right? Yeah, Somebody, it's, exactly. It's a living, and light then he the yanks the thing, light the fuse. Um, so yeah, you're not wrong, Keller. All also, of that is Solomon true. Lane, the costume it works is for my me. only issue. I'm fine with it. I think black turtlenecks it's are scary, dude. I think it's a commentary. I think, he's doing... I think it's a commentary on the. Um, Welcome to my keynote on evil. I think it's a commentary on the black turtleneck that Tom Cruise was wearing in the Scientology video. That's what I think. The all-new iPhone 12 <laughs> will kill you. <laughs> Nobody can do that guy's voice. That actor... Hello. I think that's pretty good. Did such a good job. Um, there's, there's a couple things I like about Solomon Lane. I like him better in Fallout. Yes, because it's that I like classic... It is interesting. I like that it is an undercut yes, yes, of yes. what the masculine villain. But also, yes. I almost think Philip Seymour Hoffman was... Like sure, a curveball and absolutely we from a villain. absolutely because he was so threatening, but it was less about his look how buff he is, look how in shape he is. Even though he does fucking, even though he hands it to Ethan he at hits. the end of that movie. But Ethan was like having like a brain aneurism when but he was beating still, the shit out he, of him. Like, they but it was throw great. Each other the fuck but around. It seemed like like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, um, Owen Davian got his hands dirty, right? I feel like Solomon Lane kills people with snipers. With, with a sniper shot, you know, He's a like that. That's what he does. But see, that's what I, we were watching it and Abby came in for two seconds and she was like, the thing that makes him scary is that he is insecure. And that, I, I picked up a little I bit of that. I wish you get I picked more up a little of it, bit though. I'm, f- I, only I'm fine with that. And I'm like, fine with that. Remember the Couple funny of shot of like him looking real angry? <laughs> yeah. He's not in the movie until like an hour into it. And you he's don't hear the, his voice. He's until in the then. beginning, and then mm-hmm. yeah, and then like an hour into it, after Ilsa, you know, has to go through the opera stuff, which again was amazing. Her dress is amazing. It's also good. The music is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's um that what I like about Solomon Lane, the name, the idea of the character being this sort of anti-Ethan, that mirror image, the syndicate is the evil IMF. I I buy that shit hook, line, and sinker. I'm not dude. saying I don't like a him. rogue and nation. I definitely like yeah. him better than. Ghost Prod's villain. Who is forgettable and it's... Kendrick or something. Kendri- Hendrix, Hendrix. And it's, you know, he has like a forgettable motivation. And, and in this one, there is a few lines too where he was like, I was killing people to keep things the same and now I'm killing them in an effort to make change. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm like, I could get behind They're that. trying to give you some I, of his motivation. They're trying to give you some of it. But um, I think that, that Solomon Lane is... But also, is, what would we like? More Billy Crudup. Yeah, Just being exactly. A, yeah. 
I don't like Ethan because he's friends with Luther Stickle. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this piece of shit. Yeah, get exactly. him, Ethan. Get Hey, you get him. I'd, yeah. I definitely That'd hate be great. him more. I like, uh, I'm a huge Christoph Waltz fan. No doubt, no doubt. Oh, definitely. But I feel like he was kind of wasted inspector like i oh, didn't get right sure. so so to me i think that this movie is able to do that whole concept better but it's still shaky in places it's still more about plot than it is about character and their motivations or, or their like emotions and stuff like that um but benji's great luther's barely in it baldwin's great i like the use of jeremy renner in this as Much the, better. Right? Yes. As the analyst Brandt in the beginning. And then he's brought in as this as this skeptical, and because he never really had an, a relationship. I can confirm nor deny. Except I don't like him halfway <laughs> yeah. through to where, like I said, he really he, war machines it up. Pairing and him. And decides he yeah. has some things to say, even though he's just come into it. Right. Pairing him with Luther, I think, is great. Because Luther is, and they were talking about this on the commentary and stuff. Luther Stickle's been here from the beginning. And Brandt is a he's guy who boy. is the new boy. So to pair them two... When they're in the, in the, you had to get the four by four, you know, like, that stuff's fun. I'll kill you. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. So that was a really, really smart and good idea. Um, Joe Kramer did the score, which I think is more serious than Giacchino's, which is more fun. But, but and I, I love definitely, them both. I say it's a lot more homage Yeah, I would agree with that. He uses so much. And what I love that they did in the score is they took that piece of opera music where Ilsa Faust is kind of reintroduced that whole thing and they use that as her theme throughout which i think was yeah. very very effective um this is now my number two okay. and i'm gonna put ghost Prots under it because ghost Prots, as awesome as it is and it's so and these are all three of these are five star movies mm-hmm. okay it's like we're saying like mm-hmm. i think they're all awesome i like that at least rogue nation is attempting to push forward a little bit of the mission impossible mythology while still giving me a lot of the other stuff that i do like the great action beats Good, funny character moments, but as I think Keller and I, well, like, I, I think we've come to an agreement. And it, whatever your ranking is, it being different from mine, I still think we agree with the pluses and minuses of this film. Yeah, you know? I think it focuses too much on furthering. And I like my that mythology. I but like I don't it. disagree. With I wish you. it hadn't done yeah. it at the expense, expense of, of the other stuff. Other shit. I did, like yeah. I yeah. really. It rubs me the wrong way, the way they treat Rebecca Ferguson in this and, and Okay, so let's go back to talking about her. Also, real side note. This and is, every is female character before now. In this, like, in the this franchise. This is the chance yeah. to yeah. show. And it can still happen, and I'll explain it how. It still can, and it kind of does in, in Fallout. Fallout, and then in, when she comes back and like, saves their fingers crossed, lives. seven and eight can still continue to what we've been saying. Uh, give us more characters of color. Give us more women and and different yes. roles. And then you know, I hope they take a huge note from what yep. hopefully the new 007 does correctly. Yep, I agree. I agree. Or what like the Marvel movies have been doing since like Black Panther and like even, I know, you but know that's I mean? like, like taking like the 007 thing is like yeah, it's oof, that would be huge. It's one of, yeah, that would be huge to have. I mean, it's already going to be huge to have Lashana Lynch be 007. But if they did decide. That's they a movie. Follow through. That's a movie. If you give Elsa Faust a movie, and up to this point, I think that out of all the female characters, she is the one who could most have her own film. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. But just completely centered around her. No Ethan Hunt. You know, have her separate and do her own thing. They could like. I think it could be great. And really, do you think they could do Mission Paula Impossible? Patton, like being in MI6 or like that would be in cool. IMF. Yeah, it'd be cool, man. She was. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Could I'd be, be down for a show or a movie where they're both working oh, together. Oh, that would be dope. And Maggie Q's there too, still. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah. up? Yeah. I'd be like, ooh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah, female yeah. Avengers. IMF Charlie's Beat Angels. Beat him to it. Beat him to it. Yeah, IMF <laughs> Charlie's Angels. 
Um, so maybe after seven and eight and Tom Cruise retires, and we'll talk more about this next time, uh, if they did Mission Impossible 9 and it was Mission Impossible, you know, Ilsa Faust or something like that, like it was like her thing yeah. and she was the Ethan, I think that that could be the way that you could um, not necessarily redeem, but like maybe shift the focus a little bit to be less about... I just think they need to take some notes. Male perspective looking at And I at think Ilsa. they maybe did a little bit with Fallout. Like we said, yeah. Fallout does feel Coming less written. This to this. A lot yeah. of the, some of the sequences in this looked fake. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the water sequence looked like a video game at one point. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle looked like a video game at one point. But mm-hmm. also the motorcycle was awesome. It was so good. That was so good. It was so good. Yeah, but it, when there's that one shot where the cars are whipping by and you're like, well, those are CG cars. They look yeah, great. Yeah. But where it's that perspective of the, you know, of, of Ethan when he's on the motorcycle. Um, yeah, that's great. I, everything feels more real. I, I agree. So then do you think Fallout's going to be your new number one or your new number Fallout's two? Fallout's my new, Fallout will be my number two. Your number two after I'm telling three? you now. Wow. I know it already. Wow. I've already finished it. Wait. Fallout's going to be, so it's going to go MI3, Fallout, Ghost Proats, Rogue Nash. Yeah. That's still a solid ranking, oh, dude. Oh, definitely. That's so solid. Like, I do love this movie. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, aspects of it just, bum me out, and I think it is the weakest of the, the, new, new, the new class. The new. Here's another Only f- like, interesting, like, side note that I want to mention because it was brought up in the doc, in the commentary. Christopher McCory said this. When they cut to uh, Morocco. They cut to Morocco. Oh, yeah. They say, we're going to go to Morocco. Let's go to Immediately Morocco. Immediately cuts to a field and it in says, the desert. Casablanca, Morocco, and then it's a desert. It is a desert. And Christopher McCory said on the commentary, he goes, oh, I have to mention this. Uh, uh, when we did this, people on social media were saying that it was offensive to, to say the city of Casablanca and then show a desert as opposed to showing a city. And people were telling me on social media, Casablanca is a, is a modern city, yeah. and this is kind of perpetuating this idea that you know non-Western cities are, are John are, Wick does the same right. thing, and and Tom Cruise in the commentary, you know, next to Christian McCoy was kind of like, mm, really, oh, interesting, oh, okay, I didn't sort of like I think doing the producer thing and trying to be diplomatic, but it also came off kind of a little bit ignorant. I like the way that Christopher McCory at least acknowledged it. And he was like, I, I meant no inten- intention of like being offensive or disrespecting anybody or, or hurting anybody's feelings, you know, especially if you're from that area. And Tom Cruise was like, oh, okay, should should we have said like outside of Casablanca? And Christopher kind of laughed off, laughed it off and was like, yes, that's co- what like we could have done. Saying Casablanca is almost feels like the going to India thing like what do they do in Casablanca right it's just her like, house hey look we're at a house in Casablanca house, and, and then, now we're at a power and then that plant facility that they had to sneak in yeah. to do the thing or whatever it's not even like using the I, location exactly I, I personally think I personally think that Casablanca was in the movie because it just has this like film history oh definitely the, just the name Casablanca, yeah, Casablanca you know Morocco that kind of thing as opposed to really looking at what's in Morocco what can we use mm-hmm. you know what nobody can we, plays what it can again we, Sam yeah, yeah. What can we hang Tom Cruise off of in Morocco? A exactly. piano. We could play it again, Sam. Um, so yeah. So it should have been the plane that they get on. Yeah, and the friendship begins. Yeah, exactly. It should have been so, him hanging off and down on the ground. <laughs> yeah. They were like playing the beginning it. Beginning of a beautiful um, friendship. So that was like an interesting little point in the in the thing, and I'm like hoping that with whatever happened with that criticism, they don't say Belarus in this either. Oh yeah, when they go to Minsk in the beginning. Minsk. Um, with whatever the criticism was, maybe Christopher McCory learned from it. I hope Tom Cruise as a producer learned from it. But but I think that that's a real thing where, you know, people show. Um, I just saw this the other day, too, about some other. It's like maybe the show Homeland. I just have no idea What's any how sh- much thought, any show. Right. I mean, how much of any of that right. kind of thought is being put into these? 
Exactly. Like, I don't know how much Chris and they McQuarrie should. thinks about and they should, any of that. Because the problem 100%. is, if they go to fucking Vienna and they're like, look at how beautiful and, Ooh, and the history of operatic and, yes. and classy it is, mm-hmm. you can't pull some bullshit if you go to a place a city in africa here's the desert or now we're gonna cut Asia. to goats you can't do that shit no right right when they go to dubai they almost run into camels and it's like okay dubai's in the desert and that's a and the, but then they showed off the city yeah do you know what i mean so it's like it's you, the world's you, you can do both you can do both it's, it's especially like you can yeah man you can yeah exactly like if you come to california if you do set a movie in california I'm not going to be offended if you show palm trees. I'm not going to be offended if you show beaches. The Hollywood sign. I'm not going to be offended if you show that stuff. I'm not going to be offended if you show um, middle to lower class people, if mm-hmm. that's part of the of the narrative of the thing. But the and so many movies, you know, American cities are also depicted as being here's where rich people live, and here's where you know it's just it's just very varied. And in these American made movies how often do those non-western cities or nations you know how often are they depicted in like a positive light where it's like you go to a a, a region in africa and asia and you go oh look at the history look at this well, also architecture. They like, look at this modern city we're gone we've come to yeah. uh morocco yeah and now we'll dupe these people who work here mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. and we're definitely going to show the desert because it's, it's we're definitely i think gonna show that i think it it's is. still that unconscious or even just even if it's purposeful, it's it's a thing that Austin Powers does, where Austin Powers it cuts to England and it goes London, England, and then you hear and then they go like like China or Japan, and you hear a gong, and it's like old James Bond movies would do that racist shit. That's what this is about. So Mission Impossible has no excuse. But also Austin Powers are they making a parody? They're making reference to how fucked that is. Exactly, correct. That's the point. This that's movie, the point. yeah, is it's that's is, the thing. Yeah, you yeah. gotta. You, yeah, there needs to be like a cultural consultant. Do you remember anywhere you go if you're gonna? Yeah, hey, I agreed. We're agreed. going to Morocco agreed. in this movie. Let's get at so, least a dozen people from Morocco yeah, to come in to, here and to be like, look at it. Yeah. Um. So it did come across in that commentary. Tom Cruise as a producer came across as a little bit ignorant, not necessarily flippant. Like he was like, huh, okay, interesting. All right, like I didn't know, but it well, seems he was like standing there, sitting there, right, microphone. What's exactly, he do? and he's producer, and he's not going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, and it is we cool messed up. Of Chris McQuarrie to mention to that. even bring it up. He could have yeah. just not. Mm-hmm. He could have not. So it. that was good. But do you remember to to circle back to our main topic of debate here? There was a sketch on Mad TV. Do you remember when the movie Entrapment came out? Uh, all you remember, remember is the, the butt. Movie. You just remember no, the Catherine Zeta Jones. That's all anybody remembers. This podcast, I can't even remember which one it was, but they call <laughs> reference to a trailer from that movie. From that movie, where and it's just that. No, it, yeah, <laughs> it's Sean Connery going through the rules. Yeah, it's like rule number one. How do I know you're not a cop? <laughs> <laughs> Questions can't be rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So that movie was parodied in a Mad TV sketch. Where somebody, I think it was like Pat Kilbane, one of the like season early mm-hmm. season performers, played Sean Connery, and they put him in old age makeup, and they put him in a fake thing where he's like like sagging and old, and then somebody else played Catherine Zeta Jones, and the whole point was like he's so old, and she's super young and hot, and this is gross. And part of that sketch, I'll never, I I'll never know forget. the age difference. I'll never forget I Sean mean, Connery, Catherine Zeta Jones. You can look it up, but I'll never forget in that sketch. As the, you know, parodying Sean Connery, he said in character, I say to my co-stars, I'm sorry if I get a boner and I'm sorry if I don't get a boner whenever we shoot a love scene. And it's like, that's kind of the, that's been the prevailing attitude in Hollywood. 
is yeah. is is that we're gonna we're gonna Especially depict if that it's Sean Connery exactly. So it is still just how old is Sean Connery today? Right now, he's born in 1930. Don't give me the math. Just go to just get Wikipedia. Don't Sorry, do that. I did. I am 1930. Is that what you said? Yeah. So he's 90 years old this year. Dear God. Too old. How old is Catherine Zeta Jones today? What year was she born in? They tell you the age right there, don't they? She's 50. She's 50. 40 year age difference? Yeah. Am I about to barf in my own mouth? That's disgusting. Probably. Well, now I want to know how old Michael Douglas is. Yeah, look up how old Michael <laughs> Douglas is. He's probably like 89. Like In the Kaminsky method. method. I'm Ant-Man. <laughs> He's 75. 25-year uh, age difference. Um, Both of those are bad or worse than Ilsa Faust and Tom Cruise, but not that far. But it's you also, that's real life, though. Yeah, It's not I know. written. No one wrote know, that. That's the problem. Hollywood, man. They wrote it. Hollywood man. The problem it is. is they wrote it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And it's uh and again it's a shame because we said could it be Charlie's Theron? But yeah. she's too tall. Outside of the yeah. Outside of the age difference, I think um Ilsa's a great character and I think Rebecca kills Until, it. Until even if she is there's a moment of like she's so shallow. Half naked nudity. You know, brief it's, nudity. It's not that there, even it's that the moment. Dress, she's showing her it's legs. The, it's the way that she's kind of. You op, know. What's option number three? Yeah, run away, run with away me. with me. Yeah. We've leave. we've known each other. Forget about the syndicate. All of forty-eight hours. I know. Been in the same room, maybe. I know. Uh, eight hours total yeah. together. Yeah. But you know, let's run away together. Let's run away and live lives like. Listen, they had a connection. Like, they don't earn they it the connection. way that uh, the born identity it. does. Nope, the I born agree. identity. It's like yep. When him and Marie that's are like, like almost when Stockholm she's like, syndrome, let's run away. They're both fucked. You're like the entire yes, time. Let's do this. Yes, let's go. You two guys, let's go. Yeah, man, that movie's awesome. Huh. Yeah, born we'll identity do those is great. Actually. No, we won't. Nope. I'm not watching those last two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see Jeremy Renner again. Oh, my um, God. All right, Keller. They tried. I think we've exhausted most of what we can say about Mission Impossible Rogue Nash. It's a solid entry. Mm-hmm. It's now my new second favorite, but... Fuck, Which man. Which a little bit bums me out. These past three have been great. I wish by the end of this episode we agreed. Here's what I like. Because it's here's, been the same I know, this whole but time. here's what I like. The callback to the first episode of the first Mission Impossible TV show. I don't care. I know you don't, but I suffered through watching all of those. I watched that first season. And in the first episode, the character Dan Briggs, he goes and gets a mission from a record. So I like that this movie tries to do that throughout. There's, there's a rabbit's foot. Stuff. There's too right? much of it, though. Rabbit's foot reference. There's too much of it, though. What else is there? There's a um, the like truck. the gum, the truck. There's these little Mission Impossible-y thingies. It's and too... The it's moment, Spectre. It's Spectre. It is. And the moment where he there's goes... There's too much of it. He goes, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to face your fate. Because we are the syndicate. And that's like the first time that's ever happened. I'm like, oh, that's cool as shit. That, that I did stuff. like that. It's cool. I did not like later when he's like, your mission, <laughs> if you choose to accept it, Ethan. You guys can't see this, I but Keller, Keller makes the it. ugliest little face. He's got these little teeth and little, like, that's little lips. That's what you have to do. <laughs> it's hard to do it otherwise. Is this uh, close? Good news is. How close is this? I think this has gotten me primed and ready. Oh, it's pretty close. Close. For Fallout. I'm stoked. Honestly, where yes. can people watch Fallout right now, Keller? They can watch it as soon as I pull it up on my phone. It's probably FX I sent you. Now I sent you a message. Go I to your know, text. I just opened up my phone. Oh. It wasn't ready. Oh, okay. Holy shit! This one's everywhere. Yep. You can watch it on Prime Video. Boom. If you have a subscription, you can watch it on Hulu. Boom. If you have a subscription, boom. You can watch 
DirecTV, is that a thing? I guess. Basically, Amazon Prime Epics. and Hulu. It's on there. Go I want to watch it right now. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch Mission Impossible Fallout and meet us back here in two days' time on Friday, May 8th, but 2020. we're the syndicate. <gasps> but, Just kidding, please but do. we're the syndicate, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan. I think I can do that voice pretty well. You can do Solomon Lane and I can do this this guy. Should we prank call people? Who is that guy? He works for the syndicate. It's not Brad Bird. They don't bring him also, back. Also, he has worked for the IMF for also, 50 you listen, years. I was watch, I was listening to you listen to that commentary and mm-hmm. Chris McQuarrie sounds like Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk? That's great. Yeah. They have um, the same speaking voice. Yeah, that's really funny. God damn it, Walt. <laughs> uh, Kello, this is a great app. It was a great We're app. almost done with the Mission Impossible series. I'm sweating with how much disagreeing we did. I know, but we're still friends. Yep, I came In out correct. End. Huh? Fuck. I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, Brad Bird. I still love Iron Giant. Oh, shit. Yeah, that is your favorite all time. <laughs> that is your favorite all time. Okay, guys. Go watch Mission Impossible Fallout, and we'll see you in two days' time on Friday. And we forgot, once again, to read the, to reviews. Read the reviews. I had them pulled up. Give us one review. We're such okay. assholes. And if you're listening and you made it to the end of this thing, thank you so much. Share with us what your Mission Impossible ranking is. That's what I want to know. Use the hashtag, I don't know, whatever you want. You just just tweet at us at 500GFPodcast or at Hector is Funny or at Keller Knobloch. Keller, I was stalling so you could pull up a review. Do we have any new ones? Uh, the newest one is that one about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Really? Yep. Well then, guess what, folks? But We're waiting we on some one. newbies. We have one. What we do we have? Five star. Ones. We Five have star. Plenty of other ones. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Uh, this is fun co- podcast about someone. I don't know why I won't tell me the entire thing. Five mm. stars for Mister Foo. Mister Foo. Hector and Keller have watched a lot of movies and bring that to analyzing this list of 500 top films from 2008. The guests are always good and knowledgeable as well. Ah. And yes, analyzing a 2008 list of top films is a bit weird. <laughs> Parenthetical. Stupid. And so is this podcast. <laughs> I love that. That's really nice. Uh, we got eight more years. Y'all nice. are my favorite. I'm in it for the long haul. Cool. Don't waste your time. <laughs> That's okay. Stop reading that <laughs> one. That was a one star. You read, it, you read it so many dang Thank times. You. Thank you. You guys are amazing and I have enjoyed and learned so much from this podcast. Keep it up. That's from That's DVD awesome. 1993-1. Wow, man. They've been in the DVD game they really for have. a long Before time. Before there were. For a long Before time. Before there were. Yeah. Man, to get that screen name back then, they were probably born in 1993, Keller. Get rid of them. Okay. All right. Just kidding. Uh, anybody like anybody born in the 90s is great. I was born in the 90s. <laughs> that's why I said that. Thanks. Not anyone, though. And that's why I listen. Some people born in the 90s? Garbage. Go fuck yourselves. Some people born in the... What decade was Trump born in? Like uh, the 40s? Probably 40s or 50s or some bullshit. Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. He got out of Vietnam, so probably 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch Mission Impossible Fallout on Hulu or Amazon Prime. Why don't they make commercials like TV. that? Why isn't that part of the commercials? They should Why have that VO. Be? That's awesome. When like, showing a bunch of great footage, boom, 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 and it stops and goes, your mission, should you choose to accept it? Maybe only I would be excited about that. I'd be like, and cool. also, what commercials are you seeing for this? I know, when? right? When do I watch television? When you're hanging... I guess oh, YouTube? I was, on, I was on Amazon Prime, and they bum, showed a bum, great commercial bum, bum, for bum. Yeah. the movie that's streaming. I guess. I guess it's when I'm on YouTube. Yeah. And you can't click out of a damn ad. No. Do they do... But they still wouldn't do, like, ads for your movies mission, that you they decided to, to bring to streaming. not skip this ad. For a Prime original or like, something. Okay. Like, check it That's out. True. Three Tindayumas playing again. Yeah. yeah, it would be like, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch Mission Impossible 7 out next fall. That's what it would be. 
All right, I can't get out of doing this voice. Guys, go watch it. Fallout. Go we'll see you in two days. Fallout. Goodbye. Bye. Henry Cavill's a bad guy. <laughs> Dang, spoilers. <laughs>